Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Rochelle, and this is the Betting Bay Area Podcast and Belief Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only employees of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available on your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And you can find me personally at Reichel Radio on Twitter. Now, on this week's show, with the NFL draft officially one week away, we are going to be doing a full first-round mock draft. I'm going to try not to go that far in-depth on all 32 teams, because I don't want to be here uh, with all of you for a couple of hours. But I'll give you some brief analysis on where I think some teams will be going and where, most importantly, I'll spend some extra time on the 49ers and what they are most likely going to be doing in the first round. Now, one thing to note for this mock draft, I will not be projecting any trades. Of course, there will be trades within the first round. There always is. But there's no point in me trying to guess in some conspiracy theory-like way on which team's going to do what. So for that case, we're just going to be doing a mock draft, assuming that all 32 teams are going to be drafting in their respective position. Other than that, though, uh, before we get started with the mock draft, quick word from our sponsors. With home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. You could either wait weeks for a technician to do a messy install that costs a fortune, or you can get Simply Safe, the two-time winner of the CNET Editor's Choice Award. Simply Safe blankets your whole home in safety. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you of anyone approaching. Entry motion and glass break sensors guard you on the inside. And you could also set up the system all by yourself, and it only takes you 30 minutes. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police at a moment's notice, 24-7 coverage, and it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts involved. And if you go to simplysafe.com slash team today, you can get 50. You can get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got absolutely nothing to lose. Once again, that's simplysafe.com slash team for free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial from all of us here and Simply Safe. We wish all of you safety and good health. While you're waiting this one out at home with us, you can still have some fun betting at betonline.ag. With no NBA, no NHL, and no MLB, you might think that there's absolutely nothing to bet on, but BetOnline still has hundreds of options, including their online casino with poker and blackjack. But that's not all. They also have options on eSports, American Idol, Big Brother, the presidential elections, the Spelling Bee, and their $750,000 poker series. There's still a lot of fun to be had at BetOnline, and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Welcome back, everybody, to the Betting Barrier Podcast. And without further ado, we're going to start out with the mock draft with the Cincinnati Bengals on the clock of the first overall pick. No surprise here, I got them taking LSU quarterback Joe Burrow. Not really much else to talk about. Cincinnati ended up letting Andy Dalton walk. The backups, backup quarterbacks on the roster with Finley are an absolute joke. And Cincinnati needs somebody to hand the franchise to to hopefully uh, usher in a new era of success. And Burrow, considering the fact that he did play at Ohio State for a little while, is already familiar with the area. And I think that's a no-brainer choice. Cincinnati takes Joe Burrow 
with the first pick in the draft. Second pick, the Washington Redskins are going to be taking defensive lineman Chase Young out of Ohio State. Simply put, Chase Young is the most talented player in the entire draft, and the Redskins have the ability to pair him with an already lethal defensive line with Jonathan Allen and Ryan Kerrigan. The team struggles on offense, but they just drafted a quarterback last year, and I don't think that they're going to push the panic button and go for a Tua or a Herbert. I think they'll go best player available, and that is Chase Young. So for second play, for the second spot, I got the Redskins taking Chase Young, defensive lineman out of Ohio State. Now the third pick, I got the Detroit Lions taking Jeff Okuda, defensive back out of Ohio State. In my opinion, I think he's the best prospect in the entire class. I think he is a future Hall of Famer. I know that sounds extremely bold, but he's the best cornerback prospect since Patrick Peterson in the NFL draft. Akuda had no penalties last year. He's phenomenal in man coverage, phenomenal in zone. He's also great at tackling, and he has very good ball hawk ability. Detroit's going to be terrible, but they just got rid of Darius Slay as they shipped him to the Eagles, and now they have a spot open for a cornerback, and I think Akuda is the obvious choice there. So the third selection for the Detroit Lions will end up taking Jeff Akuda out of Ohio State. Now the fourth pick, the Giants can go in a variety of different directions. They could go with offensive tackle to address some issues, or they could go with the defense. I think they're going to go with the defense here, and I got them taking Isaiah Simmons, linebacker-safety, mostly linebacker though, out of Clemson. The Giants have already been linked to Simmons over the last couple of weeks after they were able to keep Solder and Fleming as their tackle. So according to some voices in the front office, they seem relatively content with their tackle situation. Should they be? Probably not, but I think they definitely need more help on the defensive side of the ball, which was an absolute disaster last year. And Simmons has the ability to play a variety of positions and a variety of packages. Played safety and linebacker in college. I think he will be a solid pro as well. And for the fourth pick, for that reason, I think the Giants will end up taking Isaiah Simmons. Now, the fifth pick is where it's going to get interesting because of some rumors involving Tua and Justin Herbert and how Herbert might now be the quarterback two or the second quarterback taken as Tua started to fall down some draft boards. However, I still think the Miami is going to go with the upside, and I think they will end up taking Tua with the fifth overall pick. People are concerned about Tua's injuries, and that is a valid concern, but they also have Fitzpatrick currently under contract that could give Tua the year off. Let him make sure that his hip and his leg are fully healed before they throw him into the NFL. He gets to learn the playbook. He gets the game plan a little bit, learn from the sidelines. I think that is a perfect scenario for Tua. So I think that the Dolphins will take Tua Tagovailoa with the fifth pick in the upcoming NFL draft. Now the sixth pick, the Chargers can go a lot of different ways as well. However, even though I'm not high on him, I do think the Chargers will make a move, and I think they will end up drafting Justin Herbert, quarterback out of Oregon. Now, Herbert, for me, I do not like him at all as a prospect. I think he's very inconsistent. I think his vision sometimes downfield isn't the greatest. And personally, I think he's going to be a bust in the league. Having said that, the Chargers definitely need a quarterback after Rivers left. They replaced him. They still have Tyrod Taylor. Of course, that's not exactly the most viable option. Herbert has the ability to potentially turn into a mediocre quarterback as he ended up being a four-year starter in college. A lot of experience. Very smart kid as well as he was an all-academic Pac-12 scholar. So he does have a lot of brain power, and I think that could help him translate to the next level. However, the mistakes have been very repetitive over the four years. I think he's going to be a little bit underwhelming, but I think the Chargers will end up pulling the trigger, hoping that he will be the quarterback of the future. And for that reason, I got Justin Herbert going to the Chargers with the sixth pick. Now at the seventh spot, Carolina needs a ton of help. 
Uh, Keekly retired, so they could use a linebacker. They did get a quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater. They still have a good receiving core. They just paid McCaffrey a ton of money at the backfield. I think the offense is pretty much set besides maybe an offensive lineman. But for me, Carolina's issue is going to be defense. Last year in the second half of the season, defense fell apart. And a large reason for that was because of the pass rush and their ability their inability, I should say, to get after the quarterback and to even stop the run. I think they're going to address that here and take Derek Brown, defensive lineman out of Auburn. He is a phenomenal athlete. He has a lot of uh, game-changing ability, and I think he could upside-wise be a multi-time Pro Bowler. But Carolina definitely needs to get a little bit more physical up top, especially in a Matt Rule system where they tend to play a little bit more physical defensively, and I think Derek Brown is a perfect fit there. So I got Derek Brown, defensive lineman out of Auburn, going to the Carolina Panthers with the seventh pick. Now, the eighth pick uh, is where it gets a little bit tricky because you have so many offensive linemen who could be taken. Either Wirfs, Wills, Becton, or even Thomas could hypothetically be the first offensive lineman taken in the draft. However, for me, I'm actually going to go with Wirfs. I think he is going to go number eight to the Arizona Cardinals. Main reason why I like Wirfs here out of Iowa, his combine numbers were absolutely insane He's probably the most athletic offensive lineman in the entire draft with Becton slightly behind him. And I think that in a system that is predicated on moving the ball around, spreading the ball out with Kingsbury, I think that you should see Arizona get a little bit more athletic. Worth might be able to get to the second level a little bit faster than the others, which should help Kenyon Drake in the ground game as well. So for me, I just think for fit-wise, I think Worfs is a better spot. Would I be surprised to see Arizona take Becton or Thomas or Wills? No. But for me, I think Worfs is the best offensive lineman in the draft, so I'm going to go with him at the 8th spot. Now, the ninth spot with the Jaguars, they need help at virtually every position. They ended up trading a couple of their big pieces defensively during the offseason as they got rid of A.J. Bouye and they also got rid of Calais Campbell. However, for me, uh, the only positions that they actually have somewhat under control are running back, uh, slightly quarterback, I guess, with Minshew if you are a buyer on him. And the receiving core is actually underrated, so I do think that there are some pieces there on offense. The defense is a disaster. I think they will address that later in the draft, however. And I do think that they will be going after offensive linemen to keep Minshew upright. And I think that they will end up taking Jedrick Wills with the ninth pick in the draft out of Alabama. So once again, I got the Jaguars taking Jedrick Wills with the ninth pick in the upcoming NFL draft. And now at the 10th pick with the Cleveland Browns, I also have them taking an offensive lineman. I know that might sound crazy having three straight offensive linemen, but Cleveland has had issues with protection in the past. They did end up addressing that during the offseason as they ended up picking up Jack Conklin from Tennessee. However, there's only one offensive lineman, and everyone else was still relatively underwhelming last season. And if Cleveland's going to be successful on offense, they are going to need their offensive line to look a lot more sturdy uh, with Nick Chubb carrying the rock alongside, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield trying to escape for his life in the pocket. So for that reason, I think Cleveland will end up going with an offensive lineman. And I think that McKee Becton, after his phenomenal combine performance, as he ended up running extremely fast 40-yard dash time, despite weighing uh, a lot. He weighs 364 pounds, and he was absolutely just flying down the 40-yard dash. Surprised a lot of people. Definitely helped the stock out, and I think Cleveland will end up taking him in order to help uh, Baker Mayfield's development, especially with a new head coach who loves to run the ball and run play action. I think Becton is a solid selection for that. Now, for the 11th pick, I do think that even though the Jets need an offensive lineman, you could go Andrew Thomas here. I do think they will go receiver. After losing Robbie Anderson and after acquiring four 
free agent offensive lineman. I think that receiver is the way to go. So for me, I think they're going to go with Jerry Judy, wide receiver out of Alabama. He has the phenomenal route running, and I think that he will fit in pretty well with Adam Gase's system and Sam Darnold. So for me, I think the most important thing for the Jets is to try to get Sam Darnold a weapon to play with, especially after losing Robbie Anderson. So for that reason, with the 11th pick, I got the Jets taking Jerry Judy, wide receiver out of Alabama. Now the 12th pick with the Raiders, I'm actually going to surprise some people. I got the Raiders taking Henry Ruggs third wide receiver out of Alabama. Now some people might think of that as a shock as C.D. Lamb is still on the board. However, the Raiders, A, are always unpredictable in the draft, taking Cleveland Farrell with the fourth pick last year and he was projected to go in the 20s. So the Raiders are not afraid to think outside the box and do things that most people don't agree with. And the Raiders also historically have had weaknesses for fast and athletic receivers, and Ruggs is by far the most athletic and the fastest receiver in the class. So I think that Ruggs will end up going to the Raiders. I think they're going to use him as a deep threat, and I think that for that reason, I think Gruden and Mayock will pull the trigger on Ruggs based on the upside alone from the athleticism. So I got back-to-back Alabama receivers being taken with the 11th and the 12th pick. Now the 13th pick with the San Francisco 49ers, there are a couple of options to go with uh, for the 49ers. I mentioned some of them a couple of videos ago, a couple of podcasts ago, and I went through all the receivers they could have taken. I mentioned C.D. Lamb. Judy and Ruggs are already off the board. And I also mentioned Javon Kinlaw, defensive lineman out of South Carolina. I'm actually going to surprise some people here. I'm going to go with Javon Kinlaw, defensive lineman out of South Carolina. Main reason why some people might disagree with me thinking, why would you not take C.D. Lamb? And the answer is because this receiving class is so deep that the 49ers could address other positions of need first before taking a wide receiver later on in the draft. They still have the 31st pick, could easily end up taking a T. Higgins type or someone like that later on. Or if they ship the pick, they could end up getting somebody like a Hamler, so to speak, in the second round. Maybe a Chavalt if he slides. So I see a lot of potential wide receivers for the 49ers to take. However, there are not many extremely solid defensive linemen, and Kinlaw is definitely one of them as he is currently projected to be the third defensive lineman taken in the draft, classifying Simmons as a linebacker, of course. So for that reason, after trading Buckner, I think it makes perfect sense to replace him with the 13th pick. Kinlaw is a phenomenal athlete, 6'5", 324 pounds. Would be a very nice replacement for Buckner. And for that reason, I got the 49ers taking defensive lineman Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina with the 13th pick in the draft. Now the 14th pick... For the Buccaneers, I got them taking Andrew Thomas, offensive lineman out of Georgia. Simply put, even though the defense is very underwhelming, they just got Brady, who's 40-plus years old, and we all know how immobile he is. The most important part of the Buccaneers season will be keeping Tom Brady healthy, and I think addressing the offensive lineman spot, an offensive lineman spot, particularly the tackle spot, is going to be extremely important for, the, for Tampa Bay to keep Brady upright over that two-year contract. So for me, Tampa Bay, even though they need help defensively, I think they'll do whatever they can to keep Brady healthy behind that phenomenal receiving core. And for that reason, I have the Buccaneers taking Andrew Thomas with the 14th pick in the upcoming NFL draft. Now the 15th pick is kind of my surprise slide here. I got C.D. Lamb still on the board at 15. I think Denver will end up taking him. Simply put, Denver's going to need a receiver to complement Sutton, who emerged as a potential wide receiver one last year. Drew Locke's still extremely young. He's still got a very solid arm. And C.D. Lamb has the ability to stretch defenses out by just being a phenomenal deep uh, deep ball receiver. And Lamb also has game-breaking ability with his length. 
I think that he should be a good fit in Denver with the altitude, and I think that Denver will do whatever they can to try to improve on their offense, as their defense did receive some booster in the offseason as they were able to acquire A.J. Bouye to the secondary despite losing Chris Harris. That kind of tra- that kind of evens out. But either way, Denver's issue for the most part was on offense last year, and I think that adding another piece for Drew Locke to play with is an important factor. So for that reason, I got the Broncos taking C.D. Lamb with the 15th pick in the first round. Now the 16th pick uh, with the Atlanta Falcons on the clock, I got them taking Chieson out of LSU. Uh, Atlanta's defense has been a disaster in recent years. Their offense is still pretty good with Julio, and now they got Todd Gurley. They still have Matt Ryan there in the pocket. But defensively, this team was underwhelming once again last year, mostly due to injuries, but they decided to let Vic Beasley go in free agency, which opens up a nice spot at the outside linebacker position. And I think Chiazon is going to be a solid uh, way to fill the void. Plus, he played at LSU. He's already somewhat... I wouldn't say he's somewhat local because he didn't go to Georgia, but you know what I mean. He's from the area in the SEC, and I think that Atlanta will end up taking him after he had a very solid year for the uh, championship-winning LSU Tigers. So at the 16th pick, I got the Falcons taking Chiazon out of LSU. Uh, Moving on with the 17th pick with the Dallas Cowboys, I got the Cowboys addressing the secondary, and I think they will go after C.J. Henderson, cornerback out of Florida couple reasons why the secondary is a disaster uh main that's the main reason but of course they did let byron jones go in free agency and he ended up signing a very lucrative lucrative contract with the miami dolphins could they use a receiver maybe but they did get cooper back and i do think the receiving core is pretty good if gallup stays healthy prescott's still under contract for now due to the franchise tag um now i don't think they're gonna go after a quarterback or anything like that offensive line even though they lost frederick i think they'll address that later in the draft and for that reason they could go after a defensive lineman but I got Kiazon off the board, and I think that Henderson definitely addresses some needs in the secondary. So for that reason, I got the Dallas Cowboys taking C.J. Henderson, cornerback out of Florida, with the 17th pick in the draft. And before we go on to the 18th pick with the Miami Dolphins, we're going to have another word from our sponsors. Style is changing, formal wear is out, and the t-shirt is in. True Classic Tees are my personal favorites based in Los Angeles, and it is a t-shirt content that's on the rise. The t-shirts are incredibly soft, they hold up in the wash, and they are also very versatile. You can wear them outside, you can wear them to work out, and you could even wear them sleeping at home, which is something that a lot of us have done a lot more over the last couple of weeks. And the best part is that they are incredibly cheap, only $15, and now you can get them for even less. Go to trueclassictees.com and use the code at checkout BLEAV for 20% off. That's BLEAV at trueclassictees.com for 20% off of your purchase. The perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come, and the only place to find the perfect hire is LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills that you are looking for, so you can hire the right person extremely quickly. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. It's no wonder a person is hired roughly every eight seconds with LinkedIn and why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. Right, uh, find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com team. Once again, that's linkedin.com team to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. 
And welcome back, everybody, to the Mock Draft here on Betting Bay Area Podcast with Believe. And where we we left off with the Cowboys taking C.J. Henderson, uh, cornerback out of Florida, with the 17th pick. And without further ado, we're going to continue with the 18th pick in the draft with the Miami Dolphins on the clock. And I got them taking safety Xavier McKinney out of Alabama. A couple reasons why. Miami needs a ton of help in a variety of positions. Offensively, they're actually not that bad. The offensive line could use some work. But I especially think with Fitzpatrick and Devontae Parker's emergence and even Jacecki as a tight end, I think the offense actually looked pretty good last year considering all the circumstances in the beginning. Defensively, though, they were a mess. Now, the secondary is going to be very solid as they end up getting Byron Jones. They also are going to be getting Howard back, who's to set up one of the best uh, tandem cornerback pairings in the entire league. They also ended up signing Kyle Van Noy at the linebacker spot, so I do think that the linebacking core is pretty good. The secondary is pretty good and... The pass rush could use some work, but I do think that one area they do need some help with is the safety spot. And I think that if you're going to bring in two, if you're going to bring in two high-priced free agents, you could use some rookie contracts to help balance it out. And I think that McKinney could learn a lot from Jones and Howard and be set up to be very successful as he has the ability to make a lot of plays defensively. Safety-wise, they they did have Minka Fitzpatrick in the secondary last year before shipping him off to Pittsburgh, and I think they will try to replace him in the safety spot. So for me, I got the Dolphins taking Xavier McKinney, safety out of Alabama, with the 18th pick in the draft. Now, the 19th pick with the Oakland Raiders, they do need a lot of help in a variety of areas. I had them addressing a receiver earlier in the draft as I had them taking rugs, so I don't think they're going to go with another receiver. They could go after the secondary, but I don't really think many secondary prospects are worth it after Henderson and um, sorry, after Henderson and, uh, oh, sorry, after Henderson and McKinney are off the board. So for me, I think the Raiders are going to go after a pass rusher in the linebacking core, and I think they will go after Kenneth Murray, linebacker out of Oklahoma. He has a lot of athleticism, which is something that Oakland really likes with their players, and I think he does have the ability to be put in several spots in different packages. Uh, they did get Farrell last year. Max Crosby was pretty good, but they could use a linebacker who has some athleticism and could blitz on some packages. So for me, I got the Raiders taking Kenneth Murray, linebacker out of Oklahoma, with the 19th pick in the upcoming draft. Now the 20th pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars, I already talked about them before. They need a ton of help on both sides of the ball. I had them taking an offensive lineman with the 9th pick in Jedrick Wills. So I think they'll go defense here. Even though Saxonville is dead, they did end up getting rid of Calais Campbell, and I do think that their defensive line could use some work. Their linebacking core is still okay. The secondary is not that great anymore. But at the end of the day, you do have the option to take Gross Matos out of Penn State, who has the ability to become a solid pass rusher in the NFL, being six foot five and weighing 266 pounds. I think he is a solid fit for Jacksonville, and I think that they will end up taking him, as he ended up having 17 and a half sacks in his two years starting for Penn State. So with the 20th pick, I got the Jaguars taking Gross Matos, defensive lineman out of Penn State. Now, the 21st pick, I think this is a no-brainer. Philadelphia needs a receiver. There's no way around it. You saw how bad the receiving core was last year with all the injuries. Even without the injuries, this receiving core is not that good. They have a couple of good tight ends. Ertz are getting up there in age, and Goddard's pretty good. But for me, uh, I think they're going to go receiver, and I think that Justin Jefferson is a perfect fit for Philadelphia, as they need a receiver who has the ability to catch stuff underneath and also burn defenders deep. And I think Jefferson does provide a nice balance of the two. So for me, I think Justin Jefferson is the best receiver on the board. And for that reason, I think he will go 21st to the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Now, the 22nd pick in the draft with the Minnesota Vikings, I think that they are going to go cornerback, and I think they will take A.J. Terrell out of Clemson. Now, even though they did lose to Fawn Diggs, they do have the 25th pick fifth pick in the draft as well so I think they will end up taking a receiver with the 25th pick but for the 22nd pick they did let Xavier Rhodes walk and they do need a corner they do have Hughes on the other side but I think they could use another young guy to fill the void and AJ Terrell was definitely a very solid corner on Clemson and I think he would fit pretty well into Mike Zimmer's system so for that reason I got AJ Terrell cornerback from Clemson being taken with the 22nd pick in the draft now the 23rd pick with New England is a very tough spot because New England could go after a variety of different positions. They can try to go after the offensive line. They can try to go after the linebacking core after losing Van Noy. A lot of options here. I think Patrick Quinn is an option if they want to pursue it. However, I'm going to be a little bit bold here. I think that they are going to try to draft Brady's heir apparent, and I think they will actually end up taking Jordan Love, quarterback out of Utah State. He's currently a project. He won't be able to provide immediate help. But knowing Belichick, I think he'll do whatever he can to help rebuild New England into a contender as quickly as possible. And in a quarterback-driven league with not that much salary cap space left after paying Gilmore a ton of money, I think that they will end up going with the younger option, try to take Jordan Love, try to develop him. And I think Jordan Love will be the pick with the 23rd selection in the NFL draft. For the 24th pick, if Love doesn't go to New England and New England ends up taking a Patrick Quinn, I think New Orleans will go after Jordan Love, so I think he will either go 23rd or 24th max. However, with him off the clock in this mock draft, I do think the Saints will go after an offensive lineman to try to keep Breeze healthy. Breeze getting up there in years. Uh, he definitely looked awful in, against Minnesota in the playoffs, but he looked pretty good overall. Uh, but he's still getting older. They signed him to a two-year extension. I think they'll do whatever they can to keep him healthy. Similarly to why I said Tampa Bay would take a an offensive lineman to protect Brady. So for that reason, I think they will end up taking Joshua Jones, offensive lineman out of Houston, with the 24th pick in the draft. Now the 25th pick, a lot of receivers left on the board, but I know that Minnesota will definitely try to target a receiver in the first round. And for me, I might surprise some people. I got Denzel Mims going 25th to the Minnesota Vikings. I know that there are some receivers who might be mocked higher than him, but Mims is a phenomenal athlete. I think he's the DK Metcalf of this class just based on size and speed. Of course, Metcalf is a freak of nature, and he is definitely bigger than Mims. But Mims is the deep threat guy who has the ability to use his physical gifts to be a solid deep threat in the NFL. And after losing Stephon Diggs in a trade with the Buffalo Bills, I think Minnesota will try to replace him, bring in a younger deep threat. And I think Denzel Mims definitely makes a lot of sense. So I got Denzel Mims, wide receiver out of Baylor, going to the Vikings with the 25th pick in the draft. Now, the 26th pick with the Dolphins, they do need a lot of help, as I mentioned before. This will be their third pick in the first round. I got them taking Tua with the fifth pick. I got them taking Xavier McKinney, safety out of Alabama, with the 18th pick. And I did mention before that their defensive line has been a disaster lately. So for that reason, I think they will address that and take Ross Blaylock, defensive lineman out of TCU, with this pick. Uh, overall... Uh, Blaylock's a little bit inconsistent during his production at TCU, but he does have the potential to be a very solid player. And based on the fact that uh, Flores does come from a Belichick type of coaching line, I think he will go after the defensive line 
and I think that they will end up taking Blaylock because he is the best defensive lineman left on the board, and I think that's where they will go with the 26th pick. Now, the 27th pick with Seattle. Seattle can go in a variety of different ways. The receiving core is good. Russell Wilson's great. The offensive line's a disaster, but I got pretty much all of the offensive line projected to go in the first round gone already. Um, other than that, the secondary could use some work, and, but for me, I think they're going to go defensive lineman here. I think they are going to take A.J. S. Uh, Epinesa, out of Iowa. Simply put, they lost Clowney in free agency. They could still bring him back as he is still a free agent, but I think that with him out of there, I think Seattle will do whatever they can to try to find some way to get after the quarterback, and I think taking a defensive lineman here with the 27th pick seems to be the right move. So once again, I got A.J. Panessa out of Iowa going to Seattle with the 27th pick. At the 28th spot, I actually think that Baltimore is going to go defense. Offensively, they could use a receiver, and I acknowledge that, but it is a deep receiver receiving class I mentioned before. And I think one area that Baltimore could use some help in is the linebacking core. And Patrick Quinn has completely fallen into their laps, and I think that Baltimore will pounce on the opportunity. Patrick Quinn has the ability to be a very solid leader on defense, and I think he will learn a lot from the experience that Baltimore has. Harbaugh tends to love smart football players, and I think Quinn is one of the smartest football players around. He should be a very solid staple in that linebacking court for years to come, and I think he should be able to make a big difference on this Baltimore team. He's very good in, uh, against the run. He's pretty good in coverage. I think Baltimore will end up taking him to shore up the defense, and they will let Lamar Jackson do whatever he wants offensively while drafting another wide receiver later on. So once again, I got Patrick Quinn, linebacker out of LSU, going with the 28th pick. Now the 29th pick for Tennessee is a little bit tough, and this might sound a little bit controversial based on the news that have come out this week, but I actually got Tennessee taking Zach Bond, linebacker out of Wisconsin. He made uh, headlines for all the wrong reasons earlier this season, as he ended up uh, founding, uh, testing positive for a diluted substance at the Combine. However, there was actually no proof that he took any type of steroids or PEDs. It's just a matter of him having too much uh, water, I guess. That's what he claimed his excuse was. I know that that might sound like a cover-up for drugs. But at the end of the day, I don't really know. Nobody really knows if he actually did cheat in the Combine or not. And he is definitely the best pass rusher available. I think he could be a very solid player in Tennessee could use a lot of help when it comes to getting after the passer. So for me, I think Tennessee will deal with some of the uh, with the criticisms, and I think they will end up taking Zach Bond, even though it is definitely possible for him to slide out of the first round. I think Tennessee will make a reach, though. This team made the AFC Championship game, and at the end of the day, they couldn't get after Mahomes enough, so I think they will do whatever they can to get another pass rusher, and Zach Bond is the best one left on the board. Now with the 30th pick, I think Green Bay will end up taking a wide receiver. Uh, Rodgers getting older. The receiving core is decent, I'd say. Devontae Adams had a down year, but he's still very good. Other than that, though, Scantling was hit or miss, and the other receivers weren't that good. The running backs were very good. The offensive line was decent. The defense was pretty good. But for me, I think they're going to go with T. Higgins, wide receiver out of Clemson. Too much upside. I think he's going to be the sleeper of this draft, and I think that Green Bay will take him with open arms as they will look forward to seeing him connect him and Rodgers connect for multiple touchdowns over the course of his career. So I got T. Higgins, wide receiver from Clemson, going with the 30th pick to the Green Bay Packers. Now, 31st pick, I'm going to surprise some people here with the 49ers. I think they are going to go receiver in the first round, assuming they don't trade the pick. And I actually think they're going to take LaVisca Chenault Jr. out of Colorado. Now, I know Chenault Jr. has some injury issues, 
And, well, that's putting it gently. He has a lot of injury issues. However, Ayuk is also coming off surgery, and he's the other alternative. They could go Jalen Rieger out of TCU, but I don't see it. Chenault, when healthy, in my opinion, is the number one receiver in the class, just based on production. If he had no injury issues during his tenure in college, I think he would be a top 10 pick. And I think San Francisco realizes the upside that he has. Now, keeping him healthy is a bit concerning because he is very injury prone. That is definitely a warning. But for me, I actually think that Chenault is going to go here. I mentioned with the 31st pick in last week's video, they could go after an offensive lineman. They could get a little bit creative. But for me, I actually think the 49ers will take a receiver here. And I think Chenault has the ability, if healthy, to be a very solid wide receiver one. So the 49ers have the ability to draft a high upside wide receiver with the 31st pick, and I think they will do so. So I got the 49ers taking LaVisca Chenault Jr. with the 31st pick in the draft. And last but not least, you have the defending world champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Now, even though their offense is clearly set, they brought back virtually everybody. Mahomes is still there. The receiving core is still there. The running backs are still there. Their defense was still very underwhelming last year. And I think that they will address some of the needs in the secondary. So for me, I got them taking Christian Fulton, cornerback out of LSU. And I think they will try to do whatever they can to fix that secondary. Uh, overall, Fulton was pretty productive with LSU. They could go in a variety of different directions. But I think Kansas City, they could hypothetically take DeAndre Swift running back out of Georgia. But at the end of the day, running backs are becoming more and more obsolete in the NFL. And I think that they will try to address their secondary which is very important in a pass-driven league. So the last pick, I got the Kansas City Chiefs taking Christian Fulton with the 32nd pick in the upcoming NFL draft. Other than that, though, that was my mock draft for the first round. Uh, that will be taking place next Thursday, so you can roast me later on to find out just how wrong I was. I got good news, though. Uh, that we're going to be having a special edition of Betting Bay Area as I'm going to be having a guest. I'm going to be having Dave Mason from Bet Online join us. And he will be talking about some NFL draft props. And we'll talk about what he likes, how much action the book has gotten. And if there are specific uh, areas that uh, I'd say the book's relatively exposed to. Stay tuned for that next week. I'm not really sure what day that will be. I was trying to reschedule uh, with Dave to find out what time best works for him. Other than that, though, I also will be on another roundtable for the 49ers. And we'll be doing that sometime next week, either Monday or Tuesday. So stay posted for that. Other than that, though, once again, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Citro, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. You can find me personally at Rice Shell Radio on Twitter. Uh, this has been Ben Barry here with the Believe Podcast Network, and I hope all of you have a very nice Thursday night. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.